Hey everyone, it's the Creator Cocktail Hour, part of the Inbound Lab Podcast Network. I'm your host, Derek Ovinga from the Inbound Lab. And so, the Big Winter Classic is a festival in Calgary, Alberta that brings arts, music, and local beer together. So in the next few episodes, I'm interviewing several artists who are given a specific task for the festival. The task? Create a unique piece of artwork using AI art tools in a way that complements their creative process. So, the team of artists were given five of the band names that are going to be performing at the festival, and those names were to be used to develop AI prompts. And our first guest is Daryl Sinclair from Calgary Creative Agency, Sajak and Farkey. Daryl is an illustrator, graphic designer, and an all-around great person. Uh, I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. So without further ado, here's the episode. Honestly, Daryl, I'm really excited to finally meet you today. Um, I wanted to start this conversation off by just getting to know you a little bit. So, Daryl, tell me a bit about yourself. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm Daryl. I am a, uh, I guess, a local artist and graphic designer. Um, I like to work with like a variety of mediums, traditional, uh, digital, whatever I can get my my grubby little hands on. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I'm just excited to be here and it's really nice to meet you as well. And thanks for having me. No, thank you. Thank you. Um, I have a, I have a question. I, I want, I like to ask all the creators that I have on this podcast, this question, but how do you start your day in the morning? Cause you know, for me, um, I always have to do something creative just to get my mind going all day. So I just wanted to get an understanding of, of what your uh, morning routine was and how you start your day. Fair enough. Uh, I have ADHD, so I start my day by procrastinating. <laughs> uh, that's what motivates me to get going is uh, running late. So I often wake up too late have to slap on my makeup and very fast and less time than I'd like. Don't have time for breakfast. And then I have to head out the door to catch the bus. It's not a very exciting uh, morning routine. Otherwise it's like wash my face, um, maybe brush my teeth. Um, yeah. How would you say, you know, something like ADHD may positively or negatively impact your creative thinking? For sure. That's a good question. Um, I guess as far as negatives, uh, kind of touched on it already a little bit. Uh, I'm a chronic procrastinator. Um, sometimes it's very hard for me to get motivated on something and the consequences are a great motivator. So I'm often doing things at midnight, the, the day that they're due, um, less in my professional life and more in my personal artist life is when I'm doing those kinds of things. Um, as far as the positives, I'm sure there's, many as far as um, the way that I think about things. And I know that there's often times where I'll uh, turn to my partner and be like, Hey, have you ever thought about this before? And then I'll just spout out like just some random thought that I've been having that day. And they'll just be like, what are you on? Like, what, <laughs> why are you thinking about this? Um, so I think that way it probably influences um, just the way that I think about things and the way that I approach things. Oh, and also getting very obsessed with things uh, very easily. So I'll just like get like super hyper focused on things a lot. Um, so if I'm really in like the zone and in a flow, like I can be very efficient and get a lot of work done and really have a, 
a good time doing it as well. So that's interesting because you can't, I don't know, you can't force creativity, right? No. Um, so it's almost like, yeah, it's almost like this is almost like a gift and a curse, right? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So how does, or how do your ideas come to you? Yeah. It's another good question. I don't know. I guess like being a graphic designer, you know, my day job often uh, requires me to be creative in most waking moments of my life. So part of it is a honed skill. Uh, but I think part of it is also just when I feel really inspired to do something or make something or draw something or um, whatever it is to just take advantage of those moments that I'm really feeling it. Mm. Um, like the other day, I was like, I really want to make a pair of pants. So I just sat down on my floor and drafted up a bunch of like templates to make a pair of pants. And I did. Wow. It. Did you did you what do you call it? Sew it? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I oh, did. you actually made them, made them. Yeah. You didn't just draw it up. No, I made a pair of pants. Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. Thanks. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. I have the, I have these, uh, this is, this is like a terrible segue and it's not even <laughs> on topic, but I have a pair of pants where there's like a drawstring on them. Mm-hmm. Um, but the drawstring broke mm-hmm. question. If you know this, do you mm-hmm. know, can you put like belt loops onto an existing pair of pants that don't have belt loops? Yeah. That'd be pretty easy you, to do it? actually. Yeah. Yeah. You just, just so like go cut out a bunch of little strips you would want to like, cause usually when you're sewing, you'll sew on the bad side so you can flip it around and then it's the good side. And then hmm. the seam is inside, whatever it is. So you just do that like six times and then just sew them all the way around your pants and then boom, you've got belt loops. You lost me at six times. Well, because <laughs> so, you need a few. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but I, I might have to hit you up for some uh yeah, for some sure. sewing help because uh you know yeah, where, I'm Yeah, you know where I work. So <laughs> <laughs> perfect. I, I might just show up late. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, a bit about this task that you've been given. Basically, the task you've been given uh for the big winter classic was to explore how the emergence of AI technology affects the creative process for, for yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So the task was create a unique piece of artwork using AI art tools in a way that complements your creative process. Um, So you're, what was it? The prompts were supposed to be five band names from big winter classic festival, and then use those to develop AI prompts in any form that you like. Um, how far did you, have you gotten on this task? Uh, I completed my artwork oh. last night at 4 a.m. Really? So, yeah. That's not even last night. That's this morning. This morning. This morning at 4 a.m. Oh, my goodness. How do you yeah. do you get any sleep? Uh, that's partially why I'm working from home today. <laughs> I'm like, wow, gotcha. this extra hour. Instead of waking up at 7, I'll wake up at 8.30. Wow. Extra hour. Ex- so good. That's insane. Wow. Amazing. Um, that's crazy. So, (laughs) yeah. So you did it. I did do it. Yeah. Can you tell me about your experience? Yeah. Um, it was, it was interesting. It was kind of nice in the sense of like, I didn't have to worry too much about coming up with how I wanted to represent the things that I was drawing or Mm -hmm. creating. Um, I was relying on the AI art generators to do that for me. So um, <clears throat> I, I looked at your your list of prompts and I took inspiration from that where I, um, I actually used a whole bunch of different AI art generators 
to try to uh, see how they all handled the band names. Um, I'm in a unique position where I was already doing the AR, AI artwork for the Big Winter Classic um, promo stuff already. So I was pretty right, familiar they're your with... client, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So I was pretty familiar with one of the AI art generators, Midjourney, because my boss, Paul, he's got an account mm-hmm. on it. Um, so I was in a unique position where like, I knew how that was going to handle a lot of the prompts that I gave it. But I was curious how a lot of the other uh, generators would handle it. So I just went wild and I just like went to every single one that I could access that didn't require me to pay money or uh, create an account and just tried them out to see what I would get. Um, so that was pretty fun. Hmm. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's unique to see what kind of things uh, come out of um, the prompts. And I, I have a hard time not humanizing the AI a little bit too, where I'm constantly like, Ooh, I wonder what it thinks of when I give it this prompt. It's not really doing that. Um, but yeah, I just, the way that I went about it is I just gave it the prompts and just kept on generating new stuff until it gave me things that I, I liked and hmm. uh, I thought I could work with. And what was your, what was your reaction when you finally liked one? How did it make you feel? It felt, I don't know. There's a weird sense of ownership, even though I know that I didn't actually personally create this piece of AI artwork because obviously computer did, but there's yeah. a unique sense of ownership that you feel when it comes up with something that you think is really interesting. You're like, Ooh, that's really cool. Look what I made. And that's like, I didn't make that. <laughs> um, yeah. It's like, it's exciting to see what it is. Um, it's interesting to see how it handles the prompt and to see what comes out. Uh, Cause sometimes you can see the individual, words of the band names uh being really expressed within the Hmm. artwork that's generated like one of the bands that i got that i think might not be in the lineup anymore i can't remember okay uh was black cherry perry's mississippi medicine show (laughs) so for the first like for a lot of my prompts especially in mid-journey i got a lot of cherries this is like every (laughs) every single one i got was cherries yeah um so, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Right. Which AI tool did you find the most success with? Personally, I liked Midjourney the best. However, yeah. um, I also quite liked uh, the way that Deep AI handled the prompts a bit. I think like, and I'm sure this will be a good lead into one of your other questions. I think uh, if I played around with some of the other ones more and kind of played around with w- what the prompts hmm. uh, gave and what different um prompts could create uh i think i would probably have a better time with some of the other more popular ones right right yeah like if you did this before 4 30 yeah. in the morning yeah <laughs> um well, not only that but because uh you know i was working with Midjourney before yeah. i knew how to like get it to prompt already i knew how to like prompt craft to get exactly what i wanted to to see basically or like have a general idea and get it to do what i wanted So I'm sure playing around with some of the other ones, you know, yeah, having a bit more time, obviously, like you mentioned. Yeah, it's it's interesting what you said in terms of crafting the prompts in a way to get what you wanted. So when you came into this task, were you thinking like in your head, were you visualizing, all right, I want it to kind of look like this. And then you kind of typed in your idea into the AI tool and hope that it would show up. Uh, I guess maybe the opposite of that. I, I know what I didn't want. I didn't mm. want a lot of cherries. Uh, 
Yeah. This is the biggest one. Yeah. Uh, it's, it seemed like it was so, uh, like it, it, it's so obvious to put cherries yeah, in there. Yeah, totally. And I just didn't want it to heavily weight one band name over the others. Mm. Um, so I knew I didn't want that. I generally, uh, I generally try to avoid people in the final imagery. However, I did end up drawing a person, uh, just cause I liked one of the outputs that I got that had a person in it. Um, so I guess, yeah, I have a better idea of what I don't want when I'm, uh, I guess, crafting my prompts and trying to generate images. Like, um, I use the crayon one that used to be Dolly Mini. And very frequently, it gives just a lot of people, just only people. It's scenes with people in them. Um, and I knew that that was something that I didn't want. I didn't want it to just be like a scene with like a bunch of doctors because medicine. Right. Yeah, you said something interesting there about um, you didn't want to give uh, uh, any band like hierarchy over the other. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with hierarchy when it comes to designing an AI? Because hierarchy is such an important piece to, you know, as a graphic designer, it's such an Mm -hmm. important piece to, you know, solving design problems, right? Totally. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, It's tough because like, I think no matter what, like one of the band names, if it's because a lot of them are, um, you know, made up words. So the AI doesn't know how to interpret that. Um, and I did run some of them through like individually to see what it would give me. The one's always going to be more heavily weighted than the others. So it's just a matter of finding one where it's not as obvious um, as far as the hierarchy. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's difficult because I think a lot of it just, as a creative person um, is instinct as far as like, you almost know it when you see it, you only, when you get one of the uh, outputs and you're like, Ooh, that's really interesting. Mm. Um, You can kind of just like hone in on it. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just kind of tweak accordingly or. Yeah. Um, With mine, with my final piece, I uh, actually did like a photo bash kind of thing and Mm. then traced over slash illustrated over like I took like four or five of my favorite pieces, put them together and arranged them in a composition that I thought was fun. And then just drew that scene. Hmm. Gotcha. Well, I'm really looking forward to seeing the piece. <laughs> it's so mm-hmm. funny to describe the piece on an audio podcast because I'm visualizing it in my head as you describe it. It's fair. I mean, I could share my screen. It just means that no one, no one in the, I know it's uh, I mean, I, you know what? I'll wait. I want to see okay. the surprise. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> and everybody, everybody who's listening will have to wait to see the surprise as well. That's um, true. Maybe at the end, I'll, I'll share all the pieces uh, on my mm-hmm. social posts or whatever. That'd be a good idea. Is AI something that you've always been interested in since the introduction of the trend? Like, is there anyone you're following in the space since you started? Um, I don't know if I'm following anyone in particular who is more into AI art or like producing that explicitly um i think it's hard not to be a little bit interested in it when it's introduced um just the potential of it to see like the potential of how it could like help artists yeah to see the potential of it to see where it could go um and i think it's really interesting to see what it can do too because it almost feels like humanity's child a little bit like Mm -hmm. you know we as a as a collective kind of started producing these machines that can take you know, thousands upon millions of uh, sources and create images based on text prompts, which is quite amazing. 
Um, mm. And it's also kind of scary to think about just as far as like, I don't know, the potential it has that way too, just to, I don't know. I don't want to say damage because I feel like that's such a harsh word, but right. um, some of the difficulties that it can uh, pose, especially when art is already something that's very undervalued mm. um, in, in corporate culture. Um, and I find that like a lot of these AI tools, you know, they, they require money to go into it. So the artists who they could benefit often are uh, like, it's an accessibility issue, right? Like they can't afford it. And then, you know, the corporations and the, the businesses who would hire artists to do stuff can afford AI artwork. Right. So it'll be interesting to see, um, I guess, how that goes to see if um, it starts to disrupt things that way. I hope it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. What was it last month or the month before, right before Christmas, mm-hmm. everybody was publishing the, uh, Oh, I can't remember what the app was, but everybody was making those AI versions of themselves and yeah. posting them on social. Um, and there's a lot of pushback because, you know, you're using other people's art to create this art. How did you feel about that? Where did you have any pushback in terms of AI and, and how this is, how this is all working out for like art industry? Totally. I think I'm personally on the fence about it just because it's, I think it's yeah. Like, I think there's just going to be so many like ethical things that we need to, um, yeah. I guess, explore and figure out when it comes to this kind of artwork. Uh, Cause like with a lot of these, a lot of them are going to be historical art styles and you can't like, you don't own an art style. However, a lot of them are people's personal styles that other people want to emulate. And then it does become kind of a copyright issue. Cause if it's very, very clearly their style, their composition, their artwork, that's just being generated slightly differently. Um, and like a computer, I don't know if a computer can own artwork. And that's another interesting question too, right? Is like, what's the ownership of this? Um, Cause obviously with the person who created the original artwork, they own it. Um, so I don't know. I'm on the fence about it because I think it's a really interesting tool and I, I'm just so fascinated to see where it goes and just to see the potential of it and see where it grows to. Um, but, you know, I also understand the, the implications of uh, it being unethical sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's an exciting thing. There's so many things that you can do with, let's say, um, what is it? Chat, uh, GPT when, mm-hmm. when it comes to like coding websites, even, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's wild. It blows my mind. Um, yeah, and stuff that like crazy. that. But what is, you know, aside from AI doing it, <laughs> yeah. whatever you're asking it to do. Mm-hmm. Um, what other benefits are there in terms of just helping you still do what you do in terms of graphic design, art, you know, making pants? Yeah. Um, yeah. What are some of the benefits that AI has just in terms of not quote unquote taking over your job, but yeah. uh, maybe helping yeah. you do your job? Totally. Um, I'm not too worried about it taking over my job, but maybe I should be. Um, (laughs) but, um, I think like, I think AI and a lot of these kinds of tools are, uh, a lot more used and almost innocuous than we realize, like even using Photoshop, if I'm editing a photo and I do a smart select or I do a smart fill 
like as content aware, that's the, like, I'm basically using those tools already. So they're yeah. already helping me or at least those adjacent, like artificial intelligence adjacent. So those kind of, um, that kind of technology and those tools are already benefiting me in a lot of ways, as far as, uh, I guess, quality of life, making my job easier in those instances. So I don't sure. have to painstakingly, uh, make sure every blade of grass on a photo looks good when I'm trying to right. take away like a piece of dog shit or something. Um, <laughs> well, great, great analogy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so I think like in those cases, it's already useful. Um, it is interesting to think about AI generated um, like sewing patterns. I actually saw a TikTok yesterday where someone used AI to generate a crocheting pattern wow. um, to see how it would turn out. And I didn't see any of her other videos, but she said that like she did a couple and they all turned out pretty decently. But for some reason, this one turned out just horrifyingly cursed. <laughs> so I think like that's really interesting too, to just the potential of, um, I don't know, coming up with craft patterns or, you know, right. even more like, I guess, practical applications than hobbies. Um, and to help us come up with things that we didn't even think about, right? Sometimes totally. we get stuck in like a tunnel vision and it, you know, needs someone to pull you out of it and like show you a new idea and maybe AI can do that for us. There's that saying that you may know just enough to be dangerous um, mm -hmm. in a bad way. Um, yeah. And AI could be that too, you know, like it's totally, it's just creating what it sees on the internet. Yes. Um, and some of that stuff might not answer the problems that us humans are actually trying to solve. So, no. and sometimes perpetuate them too. It's interesting. Totally. The, uh, the biases and a lot of the AI uh, outputs that I got. Mm, interesting. Mm. Well, yeah, this is awesome. And, uh, you know, I could talk to you for like another hour if, if I sure. could, but I feel like it's been 12 hours since you've been up. Uh, <laughs> you've had it's a full good. day of work. Um, yeah. I should let you go. So thank you so much no for, uh, coming onto the podcast. I really appreciate it. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what you created. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you, Daryl. Take care. Okay. Thanks. You too. This episode is brought to you by The Inbound Lab, marketing with your audience's best interests at heart. To learn more about The Inbound Lab, check out theinboundlab.ca.